But first, Allah says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ Yes, there are the people of the right, the lucky ones. And then there are the people of the left, the unlucky ones. There are the fortunate and the unfortunate. However, before they are mentioned, first Allah mentions, وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ سَابِق سَبَقَ Sabaqa is to get ahead of somebody else. To get ahead of them in a race. To beat them in a race. In a competition. Sabaqa is to, for example, if two or more people are doing something, the sabiq is the one who does it first. Or the sabiq is the one who finishes it first. Reaches the finish line first. Gets ahead of others. He's accomplished more compared to the others. This is sabiq. He's not waiting for others. He's doing it first. And because he does it first, he's ahead of everyone else. He's beating everybody. This is sabiq. Allah says, As-sabiqoon, the preceding ones, those who got ahead of others, the foremost, those who took the lead, those who raced, they are as-sabiqoon. They are as-sabiqoon, meaning on the day of judgment also. The sabiqoon in the dunya will be sabiqoon on yawm al-qiyamah, idha waqa'at al-waqi'ah. They will be sabiqoon. Those who are first to obey Allah will be the first to be admitted into Jannah. Those who were ahead in their obedience to Allah will receive their rewards before the rest of the people. As-sabiqoon, they shall be as-sabiqoon. And another way in which we can understand this is that as-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon, it has been mentioned twice. And you see when you repeat something, why would you repeat it? Because you're amazed. It's so beautiful. So you say it over and over again. As-sabiqoon, was-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon. Allah repeats as-sabiqoon. Why? To emphasize the exalted status of the sabiqoon. They will be ahead of everyone else. The ashabul maymana and the ashabul mash'ama. As-sabiqoon will be ahead before everyone else. Allah says, Ula'ika, those are al-muqarrabun, the ones who will be brought near. Muqarrabun, plural of muqarrab, one who is brought near. Brought near to who? Brought near to Allah. Because if they raced in the dunya, trying to outstrip others, trying to get ahead of others, they didn't wait for others, rather they took the lead, they took the initiative, then such people, they did it, why? In order to be close to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just as Musa alayhi salam, when he was to go with his people to the mountain, what happened? His people were coming, but Musa alayhi salam, he went ahead of them. When Allah asked him why, he said, وَعَجِلْتُ إِلَيْكَ رَبِّي رَبِّي لِتَرْضَى Oh my Lord, I came quickly. I came before everybody else. لِتَرْضَى So that you may be pleased. So the sabiqoon, why are they trying so hard in the dunya? Why are they getting ahead of others in righteous action in this world to attain nearness to who? Allah. And Allah says, Ula'ikal muqarrabun. They shall be brought near to Allah. 
See the wife of Fir'aun, what did she say? She said, Rabbibnili indaka baytan fil jannah. Oh my Lord, you build for me a house near you in jannah. I want to be close to you. This is who a sabiq is. Someone who wants to be near Allah, close to Allah. So, أُولَٰئِكَ muqarrabun. Allah will bring them near. Allah will fulfill His promise to them. فِي جَنَّاتٍ نَعِيمٍ Where will they be? What place is this in which they will be near Allah? فِي جَنَّاتٍ نَعِيمٍ In the gardens of pleasure. But even before going to Jannah, in the Hashr, in the great gathering, where will be the sabiqun? They will be near Allah. They will be on podiums of light. They will be under His shade. Under Allah's shade. أُولَٰئِكَ muqarrabun. They will be brought near Allah. فِي جَنَّاتٍ نَعِيمٍ And remember that even in paradise there are levels. And the highest level of paradise is which one? Firdaus. And what is above Firdaus? The Arsh of Allah. فِي جَنَّاتٍ نَعِيمٍ They will be muqarrabun. And look at Jannah the way it has been described. The gardens of Naim. The gardens of comfort and delight and bliss and joy and pleasure. This is Jannah. And why is it described as the gardens of enjoyment, of pleasure? Because pleasure will be enjoyed at every level in Jannah. At every level. There is internal pleasure and bodily pleasure. Every form of pleasure. Every kind of pleasure. You see sometimes you're wearing the most beautiful clothes or the most comfortable clothes. They feel good. And you've got the best cup of coffee with you. It's nice. It's good to drink. But in your heart you're sad. Is that Naim? No, it's not Naim. And other times it could be the exact opposite. On the inside, in your heart you're very happy. Right? But your circumstances are very painful. Right? So, fi jannatin na'im. What does it mean? That na'im in jannah will be experienced at every level. In the qalb, in the heart, and in the badan, and in the body. Socially, physically, in every way. As we learned that in jannah, the best companionship. Right? The best gatherings. No one will hurt somebody else. There is no hurtful words in jannah. And the best na'im will be what? We'll be seeing Allah. In Surah Insan, Ayah 11, Allah says, فَوَقَاهُمُ اللَّهُ شَرَّ ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمُ وَلَقَاهُمْ نَضْرَةً وَسُرُورًا Allah will save them from the evil of that day. Allah will protect some people from the evil of the day of judgment. And He will give them نَضْرَةً وَسُرُورًا Radiance and happiness. Radiance meaning such happiness that will be visible on their faces. And surura, inner happiness, inner delight, inner comfort, fi jannatin na'im. Now the question is, who are the sabiqun? Those who will be the foremost on the day of judgment, the first to get their rewards. Those who will be brought near Allah in the hashr and in jannah. And those who will be granted their homes, fi jannatin na'im. Who are the sabiqun? As I mentioned to you, sabaqa means to get ahead of somebody else. 
right? When two or more people are doing something, the sabiq is the one who is ahead of everyone else. He's the first one to do it, to take the lead and the first one to complete it. The winner, you could say. This is who the sabiq is. So some have said that the sabiqun refers to, of course, the prophets of Allah. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was told, وَأُمِرْتُ أَنْ أَكُونَ أَوَّلَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ I have been commanded, I have been instructed to be the first of those who surrender to Allah. Nobody else is surrendering to Allah? No worries, I will surrender. No one else is obeying? I will obey. No one else is doing this? I will do what my Lord wants me to do. Ibrahim alayhi salam was told, Aslim. And what was his response? I'll wait for others? What did he say? Aslamtu li rabbil alameen. This is sabiq. So some said that these are the prophets of Allah. Because they will be the highest. They will be given the highest ranks on the day of judgment. The first person to be clothed on the day of judgment will be who? Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. The first person to arrive at the gates of Jannah and knock on the gates of Jannah will be who? Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So as-sabiqoon, the first to be rewarded will be who? The prophets of Allah. Because they were the first to obey in this world. They were the first to surrender. I mean, if you think about it, any prophet of Allah, he had to call which kind of people to Allah? Those who believed in him? Who? Those who rejected him. I mean, in the Quran, we learn the stories of prophet after prophet. And what did the prophets have to do? Do that which no one was doing. Isn't it? Do that which no one was doing. And this is extremely hard, extremely difficult. So the sabiqun are the prophets. Others have said that the sabiqun also includes the sabiqun ilal khair. The first ones in goodness, in khair. In doing good. And in doing good, what is at the top of the list? Iman, believing. The first ones to believe. Like for example, from this ummah, who was the sabiq in believing in the Prophet ﷺ? Who was of the sabiqun? Give me some names. Khadija radiallahu anha, right? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, then Ali radiallahu anhu, right? Zayd radiallahu anhu. These were sabiqun. At the beginning, in the first three years, there were very few Muslims. Very few. Uthman radiallahu anhu also. Right? So these are sabiqun. So sabiqun in khair, the first thing is iman. First to believe. And then after iman, also in doing good. In righteous action. There are sabiqun. The pioneers. The trendsetters. Those who are doing what others are not yet ready for. Because you see, whenever there is a movement, a revolution, right? I know that these are very big words, right? But think about any group of people changing, right? Any kind of positive change or even negative change. Then how does it start? How does it begin? With individuals, right? Who are the first ones to take the step and then others follow them. So the sabiqun who will be muqarrabun on the day of judgment are who? Those who take the lead in righteous action. Those who don't wait for others. They do it. And then sabiqun also includes those who are ahead of others in terms of the good they're doing 
in terms of the quality of their good deeds and the quantity of their good deeds also. You see, in one day, there are three people who recite Qur'an. Or there are three people who believe in the Qur'an. For example, one person believes in the Qur'an but doesn't recite an ayah even. Then there is another person who recites five pages of the Qur'an. And then there is another person who recites not only five pages, but he also does tadabbur. He also reflects on those verses. So out of these three, who is of the sabiq? Who is of the sabiq? The one who recited and also reflected. There's a difference, right? And these differences are real. They are real. And on the day of judgment, they will become evident. They'll become very clear. As-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon. In Surah Fatir, Ayah 32, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that ثُمَّ أَوْرَثْنَا الْكِتَابَ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَيْنَا مِنْ عِبَادِنَا We made certain servants of ours whom we chose to inherit the book. We gave them our book. So, فَمِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ Amongst those servants who have been given the book, there are firstly those who do zulm on themselves. How? They don't follow the book. Yeah, they may believe in it, but they contradict it with their actions. They go against it. Secondly, وَمِنْهُمْ muqtasid. Then there is the muqtasid, meaning average. Just doing what's acceptable, what everybody is doing. You know, muqtasid. And then the third group is of who? وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقُمْ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Those who race, who get ahead of others. By the permission of Allah. Those who race in doing good deeds by the permission of Allah. That is al Fadlul Kabir. That is the great virtue that Allah has given them. And you see, it is the sabiqoon in this world who will be sabiqoon on the day of judgment. It doesn't happen by accident. And also, those who make a habit of being sabiqoon, then they remain sabiqoon. Take the example of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. How he was always ahead of others. Isn't it? Always ahead of others. The Prophet ﷺ asked one day, after Fajr prayers, which of you is fasting? Which of you has done this today? Which of you has done that today? And for everything Abu Bakr said, I have done it, I have done it, I have done it. Imagine, it's Fajr. And Abu Bakr anhu has already done so much good. Remember when, on one of the expeditions, the Prophet ﷺ encouraged people, to contribute financially. Umar radiallahu anhu said, Today, I'm going to beat Abu Bakr. Right? I'm going to take half of my entire property. Half of it. I'm going to take it. And when he gets there, what does he find out? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu brought everything he had. Sabiqun. They cannot be beaten. Was sabiqun as sabiqun. You see, there are many things in which people are ahead of others. Some people are ahead in fashion. Some people are ahead in education. Some people are ahead in making money. Some people are ahead in traveling the world. Some people are ahead in, you know, in different things. And we all have this desire, no matter how humble we appear to be, right? We all have this desire of being ahead, of being at the top. We would like to be there, isn't it? So, as-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon. And it doesn't happen just like that. It comes with what? With hard work and determination. With sacrifice. Because you see, standing up and doing something when nobody else is. Let me give you a small example. Fajr time. Hmm? 
When you know that the person next to you is sleeping, is it easy for you to get up? What do you want? They should get up first. When they'll get up, I'll get up too. Doesn't that happen? It happens, right? Even if it's, you know, two sisters sharing a room, what will happen? One will say, you wake up first. You get up first. Right? The other will say, no, you get up first. So sabiqoon, those who get up first, those who don't wait for others. Because their action does not depend on others. Their action depends on what? On the desire to please Allah. So as-sabiqoon, as-sabiqoon. They will be muqarrabun. And they will be fi jannatin na'im. Sullatun min al-awwaleen. Allah says, Sullatun. A large company. Min al-awwaleen from the former peoples. Awwaleen, plural of awwal. Sullatun. Sullah is used for a large group of people, a huge group of people. And basically, the word is primarily used for earth or sand that is taken from a well when digging it. So imagine a well that is being dug. And the mud or the sand is being taken out and it's being piled up on the side. How many piles of sand do you think there will be? Many. Right? Then, salla is used for the earth that is put back in a grave after digging it. From the same root, mathalla, mathalla is used for when sheep wool and goat hair and camel hair, all of it is just put together, jumbled up. Imagine how many fibers will be in that big cluster. A lot. So, sullah is used for a large company of people. Sullatun min al-awwaleen. The sabiqoon will be many from the first generations, from the former peoples. Waqalilun. And a few min al-akhirin from the later peoples. From the later generations. Akhirin, plural of akhir. This does not mean that there will be many sabiqoon from the former generations of mankind. And few sabiqoon from the nations that will come closer to the Day of Judgment. Right? This is not the meaning. Because if that was the meaning, it would mean that many sabiqoon from the nation of Nuh alayhi salam. And from the nation of Musa alayhi salam. And very few sabiqoon from the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But we learned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentioned that when he went for Mi'raj, the night journey, what happened? He was made to see a huge group of people. Right? And then he asked, who are they? And he was told, this is the nation of Musa alayhi salam. And then the Prophet ﷺ was shown an even larger group of people. And he was told that this is your ummah. So we know that the ummah, the people who believe in Muhammad ﷺ, are more than the people who believed in the previous prophets. Right? And we also learn in a hadith that once the Prophet ﷺ asked the Sahaba that would you like to be a fourth of the people of Jannah? Meaning a quarter of the entire population of Jannah is from Ummah Muhammad ﷺ. And the Sahaba, they said, Takbir, Allahu Akbar. Meaning that would be awesome. And the Prophet ﷺ said, a third. right? And then he kept saying that until he said that the majority of the people of Jannah will be from who? From? His ummah. Right? So, what this means is that sullatun min al-awwaleen as in many sabiqoon from the first generations of every ummah. 
of every nation. Alright? Every nation of a prophet. So for example, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that the best generation is my generation. And then those who follow them. And then those who follow them. Right? خَيْرُ قُرُونِ قَرْنِي So many sabiqoon from the Sahaba. Many sabiqoon from the Tabi'een. Many sabiqoon from the Tabar Tabi'een also. However, as time went on, the sabiqoon decreased in their numbers. But this doesn't mean that there will be no sabiqoon from the later generations. There will be. Even though there may be few. And this is what we should aim for. That, oh Allah, I want to be of the sabiqoon. Even if they are qaleel, even if they are few, make me among them. And if you think about it, the history of our ummah also. Just recently I was listening to a lecture by uh, Imam Suhaib Webb, the biographies of the mothers of the believers, the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. And in the introductory lecture he mentioned, he was mentioning about how many great women from our ummah were great scholars, great scholars of hadith. So many of them. You know, all the big names that we hear about of scholars, they were either students of female scholars or teachers of female scholars. People traveled to learn from these female scholars. What happened? Where did they go? Where did they go? Seriously, where did they go? I mean, if you think about it, in the early generations, first 500, six, 700 years of this ummah, so many women who excelled in knowledge. Excelled in knowledge. So much so, that if their brothers were asked questions who were also scholars, then what would they say? They would say, go ask my sister because she knows about this better than I do, more than I do. She has more knowledge of this compared to me. Where did these women disappear? One of the reasons is, there is no one simple reason. One of the reasons is that we as women have become very comfortable in our lives. Our goal in life is simply to become biryani experts, honestly, or to become fashionistas or something else. That is all that we aim for. How much of our time do we spend Googling or watching videos of how to do a particular eye makeup? Seriously. Or how to wear a hijab in a different style? And how much time do we spend learning the meaning of one hadith or researching the meaning of one word that is used in the Qur'an? Really? We need to ask ourselves very critically, very honestly, where is my time going? We complain a lot about, oh, there aren't many female role models, female scholars. But who is to blame? Aren't there opportunities for women to learn these days? There are so many opportunities for women to gain knowledge. Many opportunities. Long gone are those days when only men would travel overseas to learn Arabic and then learn something. It's available to us. But the problem is, we are not willing to become of the sabiqoon. Because we're very comfortable in our dunya. Sabiqoon, being of the sabiqoon means that we must, we must give up on some things. We must sacrifice something. And if we're not willing to make that sacrifice, then how can we become of the sabiqoon? A sabiqoon, they will be a sabiqoon. Allah says, سُلَّةٌ مِّنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنَ الْآخِرِينَ Few from the later generations. Very few. Sabiqoon. How does a person become of the sabiqoon? 
by racing ahead. Right? And how is it that a person races ahead of others? When he grabs the opportunities that are presented to him. When he makes use of his time. When he values his life. When he values his moments. Let me tell you a hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, once some companions came to him, the poor companions, and they said that the people amongst us who are wealthy, they have gotten ahead of us. Because we pray, they pray. Right? We fast, they fast. But they give charity, and we don't give charity. Because they have the money, and we don't have the money. Think about it. The kind of charity that Uthman radiallahu anhu gave, could every other sahabi give that? No. Could Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu give that? Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, who would be so hungry at times, that he would go to you know, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa to ask him about something, with the hope that maybe he will ask him, are you hungry? Would you like to eat something? This is who Abu Huraira was. Could he give the same amount of charity like Uthman radiallahu anhu? No, he couldn't. So the poor companions, they went to the Prophet sallallahu and they said that they've gotten ahead of others. What should we do? The Prophet sallallahu said, shall I not tell you something, which if you do it, you will catch up with those who have surpassed you. And you will excel over those who come after you. Praise Allah after every prayer and glorify Him. How? By saying Alhamdulillah and Subhanallah and Allahu Akbar 33 times. And of course Allahu Akbar how many times? 34 times. So, a simple deed. How long does it take? Two to three minutes maximum. But we're too busy. We're too busy. We must check our phones. We must get up right away after salah. And go check our computer, our email, or our Facebook, or whatever. Because we have missed out on some important things the five minutes that we were praying. Sabiqoon are who? They don't become sabiqoon by accident. They become sabiqoon by determination. By action. By effort. So these are the sabiqoon. Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ They will be brought near Allah. They will be fi jannatin na'im. They will be in gardens of pleasure. Ala sururin mawduna. Ala upon sururin thrones, couches, seats. Surur, plural of sarir. And sarir is used for a throne or a bed or a chair, a luxurious chair, a fancy chair that a person sits on. But you see some chairs or some seats or sofas are such that you sit on them and you're uncomfortable. Right? Sarir is what you sit on and you get surur. You get joy and comfort. So they will be sitting on surur that are mawduna. Mawduna wa dadnun. Wadana. And wadana is basically to put one thing on top of the other. Or to fold. Or to entwine. And mawdun, mawdun is used for a coat of mail that is compactly woven. So it's woven compactly, meaning very good weave, very strong. And it's also adorned with gems. So these seats or these beds or these thrones, they will be mawduna as in decorated, encrusted. You know, within them or on them, there will be pearls and you know, gems and they're like for the purpose of decoration. Ala sururin mawduna. 
مُتَّكِئِينَ عَلَيْهَا Ones who will be reclining upon it, meaning upon those couches, مُتَقَابِلِينَ They'll be facing one another. تَقَابُل To face each other. What does it mean? That the gatherings will be huge and the space in which these gatherings will be held will be huge as well. Because Jannah itself is big. عَرْضُهَا كَعَرْضِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ It's huge, it's massive, it's vast. So people will be able to face each other because no one will be looking at somebody's back. When do you have to sit behind somebody so that you can see their back, you can see their head and you have no idea who that person is because you can't see their face. When do you have to do that? When you're short in space. Right? So mutaqabilin means that spacious jannah. So people will be facing each other. In Surah Insan, Ayah 20, Allah says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ ثَمَّ رَأَيْتَ نَعِيمًا وَمُلْكًا كَبِيرًا مُلْكًا كَبِيرًا A huge kingdom. Mutaqabilin, they'll be facing each other. Why? Because nothing will prevent them from facing each other. Why is it that we hesitate facing someone in this world? Either we don't know them. Right? We don't know them. So we feel awkward or, or strange around strangers, right? We don't feel very comfortable. We don't know if they can be trusted. We don't know who they are. We don't feel secure around them, right? Or there's another reason behind not being able to face each other, which is there's a problem. They were mad at you or you were mad at them or, you know, they did something that you did not like or you did something that they did not like. So there's, you know, some kind of tension between the two of you. Things are not cool. Mutaqabilin, what does it mean? They will face each other because they will have clean hearts. No problems. You know, in this world what happens? There is a person and you try so hard to come to good terms with them. To have a good, a healthy relationship with them. But then what happens after some time? I mean fights and misunderstanding and arguments are meant to happen. Aren't they? They happen, right? So, mutaqabilin. In Surah Hijr, Ayah 47, Allah says, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلٍ إِخْوَانًا عَلَى سُرُرٍ مُتَقَابِلِينَ They'll be like brothers. Because from their hearts, all you know, rancor, hatred, or ill feelings will be extracted before they enter Jannah. In Hadith, we learn that the hearts of people of Jannah will be like one heart. So united. Like qalbun wahidun, like a single heart, one heart. Yatufu alayhim. It will go around. Yatufu, he will circulate. Alayhim upon them. Wildanun. Youths. Mukhalladun. Made eternal. Because what gathering is fun if there's no food? Right? And if you have to go get the food yourself, then that's no fun either. So they'll be served. They won't have to help themselves. It's not self-serve. They will be served. By who? Yatufu. He will constantly circulate, constantly go around. Meaning checking up on everyone. Do you need something? Can I bring you something? Constantly. Wildanun. Who will circulate among them? Wildanun mukhalladun. Their servants are described as wildan. Wildan, plural of walid, walid, young boy. And these young boys, they will be mukhalladun. Mukhalladun, plural of mukhallad. Mukhallad is one who is made khalid. Khalid is who? Eternal. 
Alright? And the Arabs, they use the word mukhallat to describe a person who, despite aging, does not look aged. Right? Something that all people wish for. That they come to a stage where, you know, their age doesn't really matter. People don't really ask them how old they are. Mukhallad. Or Mukhallad, the Arabs used this word to describe a person who despite being old, didn't really look old. Looked young. Very youthful. So, Mukhalladun, meaning eternally youths. These servants will never age. Alright? They will never age with time. They will be forever youthful. Immortal youths. And why young? Why will then? So that they will serve swiftly and lovingly. Because you see, there is a certain point until which you can tell children, can you do this for me? They will do it happily. But then, what happens one day? No. Or it's as if they never heard you. Right? So young servants always remaining in service and attendance. Sometimes what happens is that People who are to serve you, they just disappear on you. Right? Like for example, you're sitting at a restaurant and you're wondering, when is a person going to come to take my order? Where did they go? And you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And they take your order and they go and they're gone. Right? So this is mukhalladun, as in never taking a break or disappearing on them. In Surah Insan, Ayah 19, Allah says, وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ وِلْدَانٌ مُخَلَّدُونَ إِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ حَسِبْتَهُمْ لُؤْلُؤًا مَنْسُورًا They will look like scattered pearls. Also beautiful. The question is, who are these wildan? Some say that basically children who die in their childhood, who never really reached the age of maturity, whether they were from Muslim families or the children of mushrikeen. However, other scholars say that no, these wildan will be created for this purpose. Because if they are from the world, then they have to meet their jaza. Right? They have to meet their recompense. Correct? So the strongest opinion is that they will be created specifically for Jannah in order to serve the inhabitants of Jannah. وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلْدَانٌ بِأَكْوَابٍ And as they revolve, circulate, what will they bring? بِأَكْوَابٍ With vessels. Aquab, plural of kub. Kub is a vessel that is used for drinking. So a drinking vessel, a cup. Without a handle. That doesn't have a handle. Alright? So, akwab wa abariq. Abariq, plural of ibriq. And ibriq is used for a jug or a pitcher. Having a spout and a handle. I want you to think of kahwa. Right? Kahwa, when it's served, what is it served in? In cups that don't really have handles. You know what kahwa is? Yeah? Can, can we have a picture maybe we can show? Kahwa cups. You know those fine, small, tiny, very pretty cups made of glass with a lot of beautiful decoration. And the pitcher is fancy also with a nice handle and a spout. So this is a kwab and a bariq. Alright? And wa ka'sim mim ma'een. Ka's. Ka's is used for a cup. A cup that is used for drinking wine. Alright? And it's also very fancy. And it's also full. Full with the drink. So ka'sin mim ma'een. Ka's, that is full of ma'een. Ma'een, flowing spring. Drinks from flowing springs of Jannah. 
So look at this. Aqwabin wa abariq. Sounds like tea to me. Tea or some kind of warm drink. Because that's what some people prefer. And then on the other hand, there is ka'sim min ma'in. There's cold drinks also. That's what some people prefer. And sometimes people will have their hot drink with their cold drink right next to each other because they love both. Wallahi. I'm not making this up. Some people like it. They like their hot coffee and they also like their smoothie. So they'll have their coffee and their smoothie. Strange, but why not if you enjoy it? Right? I mean, here you've got problems with your stomach maybe later. But in Jannah, no worries. بِأَكْوَابٍ وَأَبَارِيقَ وَكَأْسٍ مِّمْ مَعِينَ لَا يُصَدَّعُونَ عَنْهَا يُصَدَّعُونَ صَادَّ الْعَيْنِ صُدَاعُ صُدَاعُ is used for a headache. And صَدَعُ is basically to split something. Alright? So splitting headache, meaning such a headache that makes you feel like your head is gonna burst. So لَا يُصَدَّعُونَ عَنْهَا They will not get any headache because of that drink. No headache. And yusadda'una can also be understood as division. They will, no fights will break out because of having those drinks. Because what happens in this world? When people drink, and they keep drinking, and they get intoxicated, right? And then they throw up, or they have headaches, or, or they start fighting with each other. No such problems. Wala yunzifun. Nor will they be intoxicated? Yunzifun is also a very interesting word. Nun zaifa. Nazf. Nazf is basically to drain something. It is to extract all the water from a well, leaving the well empty. So imagine all the water has been drawn out. And now the well is empty. It's been drained. So yunzifun, nazf is the state of complete exhaustion. Complete exhaustion. And this is a result of getting drunk. The state of hangover. The state of drunkenness. So exhaustion, why? Because a person cannot even open their eyes. They hear sounds, but they don't really get them. They don't know what's going on. So much so that they just fall to the ground. Even in the middle of the road. So, لَا يُصَدَّعُونَ عَنْهَا وَلَا يُنزِفُونَ Because Jannah is Jannatun Na'im. It's the gardens of pleasure. And that pleasure is complete pleasure. Meaning after it, there are no bad effects. 